0: Powerful people. Encyclopedia Galactica presents biographies of notable people in the galaxy. This week, Felicia Winters. Felicia Winters never wanted to be Federal President. The one-time corporate suit at the Sirius Corporation, born in Tall City, worked in politics for 37 years before, at the age of 71, she got her big break. Appointed by the Liberal Party leader and newly elected Federal President, Jasmina Halsey, to the position of Secretary of State, Congressman Winters had achieved all she wanted from politics. Power without too much responsibility. The ability to wield the levers of state without being in the full glare of publicity. Her close friend, Nigel Smeaton, was Vice President And although she may not have privately agreed with President Halsey's belligerence, in public at least, she was willing to stand shoulder to shoulder with a President who declared Onionhead illegal and then immediately undertook a campaign of firebombing Onionhead plantations from low orbit. A President who sanctioned the infamous Battle for Loo and who then ordered her navy to fire upon ships loaded with refugees. A President who vanished suddenly. With the presidential flight Starship 1 on the 26th of May 3301. Oh, the president vanished. But that's what vice presidents are for, right? Well, yes. But vice president Nigel Smeaton was unfortunately unable to step in to Halsey's now missing shoes as he was a bit busy being dead having drowned mysteriously four months earlier, allegedly as a consequence of asking awkward questions about the disappearance of the Highliner Antares during its maiden voyage in 3251, something that had been a huge embarrassment for the Sirius Corporation. So, the Vice President died because he asked awkward questions about the disappearance of a spaceship, and the President vanished because of the disappearance of a spaceship. Is that a coincidence? In any case, it left Felicia Winters as the next available candidate to become president. The day after Starship One vanished, Felicia Winters became the unwilling acting president of the Federation. She needn't have worried because she was about to become the president with the shortest term in history. On the 27th of May, Her first day in office, Winters addressed Congress and the people of the Federation attempting to quell the rumours. It was not terrorists, it was not aliens, it was not a conspiracy, and there had been no cover-up. Her words were not enough. Winters' own party, partly driven by their horror for the atrocities committed while Winters was Secretary of State, backed a Federal Republican Association vote of no confidence in Winters. On the 2nd of June, after only six days, Winters find herself the leader of the opposition, with the larger-than-life and unbearably smug Zachary Hudson taking over as the new Federal President. It was felt at the time that it might take some years for Winters, who chose not to stand aside, to rebuild the Liberal Party as a credible challenger to take back power. Five years later, there is still no indication of a Liberal Party comeback. She has had some modest success in local politics, giving food and medical aid where it is needed. Somewhat incongruously, she can also supply pulse disruptors which cause module malfunctions in attacked ships. Winters has made only occasional public statements. In 3302, she rejected claims that the destruction of Starship One was the result of Imperial sabotage, and she called for greater trust between the superpowers. In 3304, she again spoke up for cooperation between Federation and Empire, this time as a united front against the Thargoid threat. She spoke scathingly of Utopian Pranavantel's plans to create a database of human knowledge and consciousness as a record of humanity in case it was wiped out by the Thargoids. And she backed a feasibility study into creating autonomous artificial intelligence weaponry to fight the Thargoids, the so-called Bulwark Project. Winter's most recent notable act at the very end of 3304 was to appoint matriarch of the Rochester family older Rochester to be her deputy in the Liberal Party several months after Rochester's son Jordan had called off his wedding to Imperial Princess Ashling Duval as a consequence of Duval's infidelity. The wedding may have been planned by Winters and the Liberal Party as a political device to bring Federation and Empire closer together. If that was the intention, it failed dramatically. Little has been heard of Winters ever since. Tune in next week for another of the Galaxy's Powerful People.